Hey everyone, welcome to episode 20 of Football Attic Kit Podcast. My name is Chris Oakley, and as ever, I am ably assisted, not hindered in any way, you understand, uh, assisted by Rich Johnson. Hello, Rich. Hello. Uh, you'll have to apologize. Uh, no, no, you won't have to apologize. I'll have to apologize if I get distracted, but there's some terrible CGI on the telly at the moment. It's really, really interesting. It's a program. If for, for those who, this is not kit related, by the way. Nothing to do with kits. It's a program on Discovery Science called Monsters Resurrected, and it's, the CGI is mind blowing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, do you remember in the early days of CGI when things floated above the ground and everything looked really kind of fuzzy? Well, it's like that. It's brilliant. Go and watch it. Anyway, sorry. Hi. Let's talk about kits, baby. <laughs> let's talk about some <laughs> more kits mm-hmm. with that and CGI and whatever. <laughs> it was going so well, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> for three seconds. Uh, for three seconds, as yeah. long as that. That's what yes. my wife says. Um, <sighs> <laughs> I got about trouble all week. <laughs> in prison, probably. Uh, yes, yes. Um, well, we're here once again to uh, bring you lots of jollity and uh, and information on the subject of uh, football kits. And for the second podcast running, we are going to give you a kit special. Uh, just for anybody who may be thinking, hang on a minute, they've gotten rid of the uh, the kit off vote. I sense that they're getting rid of their old sort of main feature where they used to talk about uh, all the kits from a tournament or from a particular club. No, 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 nothing to worry about. It's just there's so many kits that we've got to go through and we're not going to cover all of them. But I mean, those that we are going to cover is going to take a while. So once again, we are devoting the entire duration of our podcast uh, to uh, bringing you up to date with the, uh, the kit releases since our last podcast, which was two weeks ago. And just before we go on, I just want to say, Go Us, episode 20. That's a minor, uh, not probably very important milestone, but for us, you know, 20 podcasts, I think that's we can give ourselves one pat on the back. I, I agree. And also, I think given the space of time that it's taken, I think it took us about two and a half years to reach that when we did the old Attic podcast. <laughs> yes. Not only that, but this is about as close as we're going to get to our first birthday. I don't know if you realise that. Rich is um, next week. Is it? Uh, it'll be one year since we did our first podcast. So um, I think we can call this our first birthday podcast. Have you brought cake? Because <laughs> I haven't no, brought cake. No, Sorry. I have no cake. Damn. I have half a cup of cold coffee beside me and a glass of water. That's about as exciting as it's going to get. I've got a can of Monster. Monster Ultra. <laughs> Uh, zero What's calorie, zero sugar, Monster Energy Ultra, and we're not sponsored by this. So I, I, you know, just, no. I'm just saying it. Just unleash the Ultra Beast. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Carry on. <laughs> well, yes. Back well, in the real uh, world. Let, let's let's open up a bit of uh, interaction here, listeners. If you if you were to send us a football shirt to help us celebrate our first birthday of our podcast, which shirt would you send us? Uh, get in touch with us. Drop us a line. We'll give you details later on. But we're not asking. I mean, you can send I us am, a shirt. I if you am. Want. Send me a shirt. Yeah, I'm. Sorry. I'm asking you. Almost you all to send me a shirt. And then yeah. well, the the nicest one that I like uh, gets a Mars bar. There you are. Sounds a fair exchange. Who says? Who says we don't have competitions on this podcast? <laughs> yes. So there we go. There we are. Anyway, um, self congratulation out of the way. Let's push on, Rich. Um, lots of stuff to cover. Only two weeks since the last podcast, but um, so many kits coming out. And as with the last podcast, we'll start off with the sort of British clubs, and then we'll move further afield in a Dad's Army opening title sequence style, uh, foraging our way across the continent and beyond, looking for other kits. Um, so, let's begin. Um, first of all, uh, 
again in alphabetical order we're doing this blackburn rovers they've got a very nice umbro home kit which was released uh, a few days ago as recording this um and it's quite nice it does have as you will have noticed i'm sure rich and many of you listening uh, the same um, elements on it as we saw with the everton kit that was mentioned in the last podcast which is because it's a um, 2017-18 umbro kit it's got um umbro diamond shadow taping on the sleeves which i'm is is growing on me with every passing week i week i really love that it's also got underarm panels which is i think proving to be somewhat less popular with people it looks a little bit clunky and um ill executed if that's even a phrase um but other than that it's a nice smart blackburn kit um only blue and white there's no red on it i don't think at all um but sort of understated styling really rich other than those two things i mentioned what do you make of it i really like it i think i mean i've i've always said i prefer blackburn kits with no red on it because i think it kind of just i don't know i just it just ruins the look for me so i think this is really nice um and mm. i'm really liking this ombro template i think the underarm panels don't impinge too much on the shirt um because if you kind of look at the shirt from the front they kind of cut in in a sort of slight triangular shape but i don't think it ruins the shirt um and mm. I'm really liking this one. I think the taping works really nice. Uh, and actually, for once, I think the logo doesn't ruin the shirt. I think I'm not mm. so keen on it. Again, it's another betting company, and it's just Darfabet, Dayfabet, whoever they are. Um, <laughs> and it's. I think if they didn't have the big gold D on the top, it would it would look a bit better. But it's it's not too bad. And, and overall, it's a really nice, smart-looking kit. Very, very nice. Likey. Hmm. I'm just, you'll have to excuse me, I don't really tend to sort of wind up football fans of any particular club or anything like that, but I'm just kind of making a connection here. Daffabet, Blackburn, who were relegated last season. Daffabet, Sunderland, relegated at the end of last season. I'm thinking if your club has announced that it's got a new deal with Daffabet, I'd start to worry. That's like Mayday. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they were, Daffabet was Sunderland, wasn't it? I'm sure they were. Yes, think so yeah probably. Um, otherwise if, if not and i i find out after the podcast that daffabet weren't sponsoring sunderland i'll edit that bit out otherwise it won't make any kind of sense but um, anyway a nice kit there for blackburn no, you're right it was daff it was sunderland. it was i thought it was yes yeah. yes but i wasn't winding you up sunderland fans you know it's, it's just a statement of fact you're back in the championship again they've also um, sponsored so, aston villa as well <laughs> well <laughs> that went well Yes. Hang on. Anyway, record that they've sponsored Celtic as well. Is that Celtic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Germain. Well, <laughs> there you are. Well, yeah. Celtic, the exception to the rule, as of <laughs> yeah, because they're going to get relegated, aren't they? Well, <laughs> te- technically, they're already relegated to a terrible league anyway. So you know, well, they're already playing teams of a lower standard. Yeah, I mean, they're the pretty much now. they're pretty much League Two opposition, really, aren't they? <laughs> we're only joking, everyone. We're only joking. Yes, we're definitely anyway. joking. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on swiftly to Bradford City. Now, they've had some uh, interesting, weird and wonderful uh, kits in recent years. And uh, this year they have another AVEC kit. We've got a nice selection on this podcast, actually, which in the course of doing the research. We've got lots of manufacturers on this one, which is wonderful. Um, and uh, yes, AVEC. Uh, what They've done the kit for Bradford City for next season. Kind of conventional, really. I mean, quite broad, uh, claret and amber stripes. Um, but uh, there's a horizontal band across the middle which allows the JCT 600 uh, sponsor to feature clearly in white 
Um, and then the uh, cuffs have got this uh, very thin sort of striping, claret and amber again. Um, much more than that, again, not not a lot to say really, but it, it, I like it. It's not as sort of snazzy as some of their recent efforts, Rich, but um, do you think this is at the right end of the scale on your approval rating? I do. It's very high on my approval rating. It's really nice. Um, I really like the chest band on it. Uh, the fact that it, they've uh, outlined the chest band in the sort of amber. I just think it mm. looks really nice. It's very, uh, I don't know, it just looks a really, really classy shirt. Um, and I like the, uh, the sleeve cuffs with this sort of, the, the, mm. the thin striping. I like that as a little touch. Yeah, I really, really like that. Very, very nice. Uh, I, I, like you said, that we, we have an awful lot of different manufacturers. It kind of feels like there's an, uh, there seems to be an, a much larger spread of manufacturers these days. Um, mm. now whether that's true or not, I don't know. Obviously, back in the day, um, which was uh, June the 4th, 1982. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it could well be that obviously there was a lot more smaller manufacturers in the lower leagues, so, but they just didn't have the same visibility. So, But it, it does hmm. certainly feel there's a lot more... I don't know, it feels like there's an awful lot more variety of kit manufacturers these days. There seems to be a lot of small companies that are just cropping up, making the odd few kits here and then, which I applaud. Hmm, me too. I think that we need more of that kind of thing. Um, and, um, I mean, the only other thing to say on that Bradford shirt is on the back of the shirt, they haven't filled it in with one solid colour as a lot of other teams with striped shirts have done. Uh, it's still stripy on the back. And whereas on the front you've got a horizontal band for the sponsor in the middle, on the back of the Bradford shirt, it, the, they've got a solid panel across the back of the shoulders, which en enables the, um, the rear shirt sponsor, if you like, to, uh, again, appear on a kind of clear background. So, um, Good thinking there, and um, yeah, I like it when you've got <laughs> stripes on the front and the back. But since when did that suddenly become an optional thing? That's what I want to know. Anyway, <laughs> there we go. But very good. Well done, Avic, and uh, a nice shirt there for Bradford. Now, Rich, tell us about the uh, Burnley kit, or uh, your, your the virtues <coughs> or lack thereof. Burnley. Um, Burnley. Uh, I like this kit. I really like it. Um the only thing I don't like about it, and I think really distracts from it, is the the uh, puma sort of bubbly stripe down the sleeve. And mm. the reason I don't like it is because it just kind of it's because it's a sort of bubbly effect, and therefore you know kind of um, faded. It sort mm. of has that washed out look. So it looks like you've got claret, and then out, and then blue, and then you've got a sort of not claret stripe down the sleeve. Because it's yes. it, the overall effect is even though it's rendered in claret because it's there's interspersed with the blue it waters it down so it's just I don't know it just seems to really distract so like I, I think yeah. I mentioned on the last podcast that kind of that stripy motif with the bubble effect has has pretty much gone <laughs> the fastest ever from <laughs> like to dislike in my in my approval ratings of kits of design features so yeah, yeah. And, and where I'm starting to see it crop up I'm I'm really not liking it and I just think it distracts. From the the rest mm. of the shirt, which in itself is is a very nice sort of classy looking shirt. Mm, what do you think? Well, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. It's a uh, definite sort of hero to zero feature. That um, it's, I think it's, um, I'm calling it half tone stripe because it's uh, graphic design people. I think will understand the whole half tone thing. It's a bit like when you look at newsprint close up and you see all the dots, yeah. essentially. <clears throat> and um, I agree. It's, it, it, I think it's a very interesting. Um, design feature, but um, it does detract from 
<clears throat> excuse me, the colouring of, of the shirt, and particularly in this case, because Burnley have gone back to raglan sleeves for next season. Uh, in the 2016-17 season, they had essentially a claret shirt, I think, with blue a blue band down the sleeves, which is what Puma pretty much gave everybody. Um, so back to the shirt style, which I remember, because being a West Ham fan, I remember in the early 80s, West Ham had an Adidas shirt, which had raglan sleeves. It was It was... Quite a classic sort of shirt, fair, uh, one of the first sort of templates, if you like. And Burnley's shirt looked almost identical, but I think it was actually made by somebody else. I think they did end up having an Adidas shirt, uh, Burnley, back then. But um, but at the time, it was sort of like a... An, uh, I don't think they even had a manufacturer logo on the shirt. Anyway, I'm rambling on. But um, So this kind of goes back to that style. They've also gone with blue shorts this season rather than white. Um, but... It, yeah, the sleeves, the light blue raglan sleeves compromise somewhat by that kind of slightly smudgy look, as you say, from a distance. It's sort of The other thing as well about that half-tone stripe is that they've had to kind of break it up halfway down the like on, on the corner of your shoulder, so to speak, so that they can clearly show off the Puma logo. So it's all a bit kind of, mm, not sure that's working very well. Um, but And the other thing to mention is like that Umbro template we mentioned a moment ago with with uh, Blackburn, Puma on their shirts for next season. They've also got a sort of underarm panel. It's like a sort of side stripe that doesn't, you know, only goes about half the way down, um, but it starts under the arm. And um, it, I think it would be a bit unfair if people were only aiming their criticism at Umbro, saying, oh, that underarm thing looks terrible, because it's not that much different to what Puma are doing, and I'm not hearing anybody criticising them. So anyway, there we are. That's my take on that. But other than that, not a bad kit. So there it is. Uh, we move on to Cardiff City. Now, they've launched both their home and away kits uh, for next season. Now, the home kit, can't really say there's very much to discuss there at all. It's a very plain a kit. They're both made by Adidas. Home kit is all blue. The sides of the shirt, as with a lot of Adidas uh, uh, shirts, it's got the three Adidas stripes running down the side. But they're in dark blue, which is quite a nice understated touch other than that very little to to talk about on the home kit i only really mentioned cardiff uh, on this podcast rich because the away kit is in a very searing shade of uh, pale lime green um with white shorts and white socks and sort of black adidas detailing you know stripes and such like um all over it um just starting off with that first of all what do you make of sort of lime green as an away color for cardiff do you think that works or is it a little bit a uh, bit stark um, it's all right. I mean, I, I quite like lime green as a colour. Um, I, I, it's kind of, kind of almost feels when it's used in football that it's kind of like a, I don't know, almost like a kind of, hey, look at us, we've got lime green, mm-hmm. aren't we wacky sort of thing. And it's like, I think, uh, my, my first comment on this shirt that I said, someone put, it's very bright. And I replied, mm-hmm. it's, it's very bright yet so dull. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I think the overall shirt is just a bit, boring which is weird because the home shirt i quite like you know even you could argue that's hmm. even more plain but it just looks really nice um and i think that's the thing because the home shirt is i mean hang on a minute the only thing i don't get is why is it not red that's what i don't get it's yeah. cardiff we're talking about <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so um so that's the thing i think the home shirt looks classy by being minimalistic whereas i think if you're doing lime green then you kind of that sort of blows the whole minimalist look out. So as soon as you have a mm. minimalist look on it, it just looks boring because it's like if you go in lime green, you go in loud. You know, you don't just yeah. then sort mm. of have a really dull shirt with it. 
whereas the home shirt, because it is kind of meant to be minimalistic, it works. So, uh, yeah, I actually quite like the home kit. It looks really nice and very sort of simple. Uh, you know, and like you say, the dark blue Adidas stripes, I think, is a very brave move by Adidas in that sense, because it's, mm. you know, they're, they're, but they're doing, seem to be doing that quite a few kits these days, having sort of, you know, um, not overt stripes. And I think that works really well, because it's not like they need it, you know, it's, it's not like mm-hmm. they need the brand recognition desperately. So I think they're actually, it's a classy move. Um, and mm. then I think, I don't know, I think someone just got bored with the away kit and just did that. So it's actually got the away kit, the, uh, the, the pale lime green, dare I say it's a Nigeria in the 2002 world cup shade of green. Um, it's actually got very pale, uh, sorry, very faint, um, hoops in that shirt. You can't see it. If you've got the, if you've got the, uh, the crib sheet, ladies and gentlemen, why do I always forget to tell you about this right at the start of the podcast? I don't know why, <laughs> but anyway, we have a crib sheet available, more of which later. Um, you'll see the picture that we've included there, which is, um, I think from thekitman.co.uk, that website. Um, you can't see it, but the away shirt does have very faint sort of hoops in, in a slight, slightly darker shade of green, but you can't really see them very easily. Um, but it's, I don't, it's another one of those kind of away kits. You think it looks nice, but it's for the wrong team. It's sort of, it's almost like another team's away kit. Um, but you know, that's about it really. But it's both kits have got, um, both shirts rather have got a, a round neck, but in the case of the away kit, it's got a contrasting coloured uh, ring neck in black um, and the only other detail to mention is the sponsor uh, which is uh, not so much a sponsor logo in saying visit Malaysia it's sort of more of a sort of formal demand really as if it's sort of you know, <laughs> insisting that you go and visit Malaysia um, but um, anyway there it is um, yeah home kit sort of um, simple but quite smart with it there we are Indeed. Um, now yes now then, Rich, Crew Alexandra, they've gone uh, to FBT, which uh, we've mentioned a few times on this podcast, the tyre manufacturers, and uh, not they don't make you know, neckwear, uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, and they were with Cabrini, but they've gone to FBT. Uh, what do you make of their new home and away kits? Uh, I, I haven't got authority that FBT stands for Fairly Boring Tops. <laughs> because they are, those kits are fairly boring. Uh, in the top department, um, they're oh. pff, lame. They're boring, and also I can't get over Chris Alexander being sponsored by Mornflake because it's just, I Yay. mean, it's just, I mean, Mornflake. <laughs> I think are Aldi's versions of Cornflakes, you know. But it, I just love the name Mornflake. It's like such a sad breakfast. <laughs> Mornflake. <laughs> More flake um, oats, the classic advertising hoarding of yesteryear. Um, yeah, More flake oats is your is your porridge. I was I was thought oh. they were like sort of an an oldie own brand. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. If you look at any any FA Cup final uh, from that's... about 1965 to 1975, you'll see a, a well, not just FA Cup final, but uh, any football coverage. I will almost put my house on the fact that you will see an advertising hoarding on the side of the pitch saying Morn Flake Oats, and essentially uh. this is the same company. And if you look at the sponsor, it says I think it's current. Iteration says Mornflake Mighty Oats. Well, I'm not sure why it has You're to be right. mighty. But, uh, Mornflake, we've, they've been milling oats in the Cheshire countryside since 1675. We are definitely not a cheap brand from Aldi. <laughs> That's going to annoy me now. What the hell are they called then? What's, oh, I'm going to look at that. You, you waffle while I look at Aldi Cornflakes. Well, <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> and and what I will say in in defence, harvest of, morn. Um, that's it. Harvest morn. I do apologise. <laughs> so when morn. I I got the word morn on it, you know, harvest morn. I think that's short for morning, you know, because they haven't spelled yes. it like yeah, they haven't With spelled it. Like, yeah, <laughs> harvest morn. <laughs> oh, this shit, harvest again. <laughs> <laughs> um, in in defence of FBT. Um, what they've done with both shirts, home and away, is they've incorporated a shadow uh, motif. On the home shirt, which is red, um, they've got shadow hoops on there, which is sort of going down almost the full width of the, the front of the shirt, which looks quite nice. On the away shirt, which is blue, they've actually got a large um, version of the club badge as a sort of shadow pattern um, in the background. So, uh, again, the pictures we incorporate into our... Um, crib sheet don't always uh, do full justice to the uh, to the designs, but I can assure you they are there. I don't mind them actually. I think FBT are offering something a bit different in much the same way as um, who were we talking about a moment ago? Someone from oh Evec, that's right for Bradford. So um, yeah, I think a worthy inclusion into the um, into the canon that is the uh, British football scene. Uh, so they are interesting ones. Those yeah. now then, Rich. Now as I was preparing. The, some of the research notes that are in the crib sheet um, I, I thought right who's been releasing kits recently I saw Grimsby Town's name come up because they launched a uh, they launched their home kit about well a few days ago let's say I didn't realize at the time that they also at the same time released their away kit so I thought okay let's get a picture of that so Grimsby as you can appreciate black and white stripes uh, their kit once again made by area so I got a picture of the away kit, which is in a sort of two-tone blue, and I thought, right, that's it, move on. And then randomly I noticed that they've also released a third kit as well, and that's in pink. So they really have covered all their bases here, area. Um, I'm not quite sure that Grimsby Town really strictly need a third kit, but, I mean, anyway, we all know, you know the commercial kind of uh, you know reasons for that. But um, some interesting ones, these. So the, let's start off with the home kit, black and white stripes. Now... Uh, what area have done is they've added a few sort of uh, red flashes here and there. Um, they've done this kind of stepped collar, which a few other manufacturers have tried and are still trying, which is kind of, um, it comes down in a V from the from the sides of the neck, and then it sort of dips down into a sort of further level, if that makes any kind of sense. There's a bit of red on the collar. Cuffs are red. Uh, the socks are red. And But if you look at the black stripes on that home shirt close up you'll see there's a kind of diagonal gradient pattern which is quite nice and understated a bit classy uh, and then on the black shorts you've got this kind of red flash which uses the same uh, diagonal gradient uh, sort of motif to fade into the black all very good on the back of the shirt the sort of top half of the uh, the shirt is black so you can see the number clearly um, and then the white stripes kind of have this diagonal cut off at the top and again their gradient sort of um, fading down from black to white. I don't know if you can make sense of any of that that I've just said, but um, anyway, so that's nice. Quite a nice home kit, though, I think, Rich, but um, perhaps uh, the greater interest is in what area have done with the away and third kits. Uh, what do you think of those? Um, well, actually, before I talk about that, the one thing that I really do like about this home kit is the last bit you described, which is the fact they've retained stripes on the back. And, mm. But what they've done is faded it into the, the black space for the number. I think that mm. is, to me, that is the perfect way to do a striped shirt. Because it's like, yes. we have to have the numbers on the back. You can't ignore that now. 
But rather than just have a completely plain black, which just looks ugly, uh, and there's one that we'll come on to soon that sort of does that, um, <laughs> the fact that they've actually put the stripes on the back, but I like the way they faded them up into the black. I think it looks absolutely great. And it's, it's just, I'm so glad that someone has actually proved that you can have stripes on the back of a bloody shirt, you know, it's like, <laughs> and still have the number there. And it just looks great. I mean, and actually the funny thing is it doesn't even look that bad without a number. Um, no. because it's, it's, because they faded it, it almost looks like it's supposed to be like that. I mean, okay, everyone knows there's supposed to be a number going there, but if you don't have a number there, it doesn't look horrible. So, congrats mm. to Grimsby on that. Right. But the away and the third shirts, well, the away is, um, I don't really like the away, to be honest. It's a bit boring. It's a kind of blue shirt, um, with a, a weird looking neck, um, done in a kind of, sort of turquoise, a light turquoise colour, and it sort of fades to the bottom of the shirt in, a, in an odd sort of way. I'm just trying to get a close-up of that. Yeah, and it so, kind so, of... So like a ripple effect? Or... Yeah, it's 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 alright. I guess that's supposed to be kind of representing the sea or something. You know? <laughs> yes, being Grimsby. Yeah, um, but it doesn't... Yeah, uh, it's it's Haddock, it's Chips, this case. <laughs> Oh dear, sorry. Um, welcome to the seventies. Um, and I don't, I don't really like it. It doesn't do it for me. However, the third shirt, oh yeah, baby, the third shirt is amazing. It's um, pink, uh, and it's what well, it's actually several different shades of pink. It's mm. it's a really odd shirt. It's, it's basically, it's a, there's a pink base to it, <clears throat> and then you've got kind of. Dark pink and lighter sort of fading to white stripes on it, but they kind of start just under the neck and sort of fade in and out. It's again, it's one of those ones you might have to look at the crib sheet to make any sense of it. But I love it. I think that's amazing. It is. It's a, we did a, a kit off vote um, some weeks ago where we picked three pink shirts, and I think that would have um, would have would have been very well worth including as one of the options to vote for because it's a modern take on the pink shirt which I think as we've said before we don't see enough pink shirts it's a it's a perfectly valid color in the palette and uh, this is yeah I love it I think it's really good um I have the awful feeling they may not wear it very often which will be something of a tragedy I think because it's a nice kind of contrast um to the black and white stripes and it actually has stripes in its own right so um it kind of continues that uh, that little design uh cue you might say so um very nice good i i, I find sorry i was just going to say with, with area i just find some of their kits are a bit sort of hit and miss but they've i think they've come up with some good ones there for groomsby yeah i agree um i i was just going to say i wouldn't be surprised if they end up wearing that third kit more than their away kit because i yes. think it's one of those shirts that could either become you know they'll either hate it or the fans will love it because it's so weird um so yeah. i th- i think they could and uh, whereas i think the away shirts a bit it's a bit meh. Whereas, I mean, this is like, yeah. the home shirt is lovely. The away, sh- the third shirt is just like bizarre and which kind of renders the away shirt kind of just a bit dull, really. Hmm. Which is funny because it's not actually that dull. It's quite a nice effect on it, but it's, it ain't no pink shirt. Oh no. And, um, actually the other thing to mention, and I think I'm just looking at our pictures on the crib sheet here. Um, you can't really see it on the home shirt very much, but certainly on the away shirt and Probably on the third shirt, uh, the uh, you've got these kind of side stripes, which are very reminiscent of what um, Nike have been doing on their vaporware template, and I think one or two other manufacturers as well have tried to sort of have this side panel. I think maybe even Puma, although I might be wrong about that. But anyway, but it looks like Area are trying to um, push the sort of side stripe on the shirt and the shorts as well, which um, just gives it a nice extra bit of detail. So uh, yeah. 
All good. Indulge my um, ignorance, Rich. Am I th- I'm just thinking, you know, Juventus black and white stripes. Well, didn't they have a pink away shirt? Am I? Yeah, they did, didn't they? Because that was a yeah, they've, they've though, had it wasn't? quite. Yeah, they've had it quite a few times. They, I think the the, the first one I ever remember was the yeah the in Rush shirt, which I think I remember when we. I can't remember if it was on the kiss off vote or when um, in the original. Um, I think it might have been the magazine football attic podcast that we did, um, yeah. where I I mentioned about the fact that they just featured that shirt one time a picture of Ian Rush wearing that pink Juventus shirt with the fra- mm. with the caption pretty in pink or something and like, with mm. no context or explanation of why it was wearing that and of course this was in the days before the internet where you couldn't just look up oh the fact that Juventus have a pink away kit so it was so yeah um, it was quite lurid and I think they've had it quite a few times since then um, mm. Juventus yes me I've, I really think pink is a great um, colour in football personally yes most yes. much yeah, underused no need for colour designers around here. Right. Anyway, Heart of Midlothian is what we are moving on to next, going north of the border in a UK sense. And, uh, yeah, Hearts have gone with an Umbro kit. Um, they've switched from Puma to Umbro. And their kit that they've launched, their home kit they've launched just uh, what yesterday, basically, as we're recording this, um, is another fairly simple, clean-looked uh, sort of a fair, really, as you're coming to expect with a lot of clubs these days, and it's just kind of the the phase I think we're going through, Rich, where sort of you know it's less is more, I guess. But um, but that's kind of what you would expect from Umbro, and that's what they've given Heart of Midlothian. They've got a kind of white, um, kind of dare I say it, a bit like a polo shirt collar. Um, I think I'm right in saying that it's got the um, Umbro diamond shadow taping on the sleeves. Yes, it has. Um, but other than that. Very minimal detail, but it's smart, it's kind of bold, unambiguous. You've just got a broad stripe down the side of the shorts. That's about it. What's your view? I think it's lovely. Um, right. I think it's a very, very classy shirt. I think as well, from the early promo pics they showed, I think the collar is in a kind of cream rather than a blatant white, um, which if if I'm pretty sure it was. Um, which makes mm. it look even, you know, more classy. It's not quite, mm. you know, ecru, the kind of beige of old, but it's it's kind of, uh, it's not quite mm. bright white, um, I think. Uh, it just looks very, very nice. Um, yeah, can't say yeah. anything more, really. And I think the umbro taping on it works really well. I, I'm really liking the fact that the umbro taping is not in contrast to the shirts mm. they're doing it on. I think that works really yes. well, because I've seen quite a few comments where people have said, oh, I think the Umbro tape should be in white, or, you know, on, on pretty much all the shirts. But I think that the decision has clearly been made to keep them all the same colour, and I think it's really nice. Again, it's one of those things, they don't need the brand recognition, so they don't need to be blatant about it. It's like with the Adidas sort of, you know, almost similar coloured stripes. It's like, they don't need to be out there with mm. the three stripes or the or the diamond taping so just to see it done really subtly i think is a really nice move yes i agree um i was going to mention actually earlier on when we brought this this up um <clears throat> excuse me when we did the uh, 50 greatest football shirts ever series with jay from design football and john devlin from true colors um we talked about i think it was the celtic away shirt from one year some years ago where they had the sort of tenants logo that was white on white. And we were saying about, I think I certainly said at the time, the fact that it was really nice. It was almost like reverse logic. The fact that you couldn't see it, but you knew it was there. And because you because you knew it was there, you had to kind of look even more closely to get the full 
appreciation of what it was and it's sort of like it, it kind of makes you look harder than you normally would and it's sort of a bit like that really the the whole sort of um shadow taping and everything it's it's you kind of know it's there but you think hang on let me just look at that a bit closer so it's it works in that way it's, it's wonderful very good um now staying in edinburgh uh, there's a phrase you don't often get on this podcast. Um, we look to the new Hibernian kits because Hibernian are back in the Scottish Premiership uh, for next season. And they have also switched manufacturer. They've switched from Nike to Macron. And their kits, home and away, Rich, are a delight, are they not? I think they're beautiful. Um, I saw these <laughs> earlier in the week and I was just like, oh, that's so good. I, I do quite like <laughs> Hibs kits because I like the green and white, but I think these are just uh, really, really something special. Um, mm. What you can't quite see um, on the on the home shirt, I've, I've stuck an extra large picture in the crib sheet, um, on the home shirt is that where the badge is. So the badge you've got is it's, you've got like the kind of Hibernian and Edinburgh in the kind of semicircles um above and below the the main sort of shield crest and then 1875 at either side of it but what they've done on this shirt is they've taken the shield motif and kind of done it enlarged um behind the badge in a kind of shadow print and it just looks ace it it almost looks like there's a pocket on the on the shirt and it just looks really nice and and the, the other weird thing is i really like the neck on this as well no it it looks really fussy but i quite like it, it just again it adds to the sort of classy feel of it and then the the sort of the minimal collar um which i think is that outlined in black yes it is i think it is mm-hmm. um yes. it just looks really nice and the fact that marathon bet again it's a betting company but never mind you know um, mm-hmm. everyone's is these days uh, it, it's done in white so it kind of th- doesn't take anything away from the shirt and it just—I I think it's absolutely gorgeous. And and again, Macron seemingly and um, seems to be their thing now. Their logo that they have on the shoulders, or usually they used to be on the sleeves, but I think they've kept them off the sleeves to look a bit, you know, to not di- sort of dilute the white. Um, their their logos that they have now on the shoulders or sleeves is much smaller than it used to be, which looks a lot better. So yeah, yeah I, th- I think the home show is absolutely stunning. Um, what do you think? Yeah, me too. I, um, um, I think I said to you the other day when chatting privately on Twitter that if I had to kind of be a little bit kind of critical of any of the elements of the of, of the new Hibernian shirt, it was the collar. But um, I think actually um, I'm looking at it now close up on the on the big picture that you've just included on the crib sheet is that I think it's like a, an homage to the sort of collar that you would see on old pictures of like um, I don't know, Dynamo Moscow from the 1940s and 50s. So they had this kind of, it was a, in, back in those days, it would be like a much longer, deeper uh, sort of drop on that kind of collar. And it would be a much wider, I don't know, what what do you call that? Like the thing that goes around the outside of the um, the opening of the neckline as it sort of plunges down the shirt. It's a bit like that. It's like a tribute to old-fashioned shirts that you would see in like Eastern Europe uh, back in the 40s and 50s but they've sort of made it a bit more modest and shrunk it down a little bit so if that's the case which i think it might be then i have a newfound respect for that particular collar but one interesting thing rich i was just sort of looking at some um sort of comments on other websites um people reacting to this new shirt a few people have said they fear that macron have maybe overdone it a bit with trying to cram in a lot of different little details onto this shirt they might have over egged the pudding because you've got the the uh the sort of shadow badge 
in large behind the main badge and you've also got sort of around the um sort of almost like a, as a sort of ring going from the shoulder around the underarms you've got this kind of extra sort of i don't know what you call it like a loop of fabric it almost looks like plus you've got the the sort of stylized collar plus you've got the macron uh logos on the shoulder and on the co- on the uh, cuffs i should say you've also got a sort of contrasting colored there what what's your view on that do you think they may have gone a little bit too far does it still retain its dignity in that in that regard uh, I think anyone who thinks that is a fool. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I think this. I think it works fine. I, I, I can see their point in, but I think as a whole, the shirt doesn't look busy. I think if you can, you sometimes you can add tons of dev- uh, design elements on it, and it makes hmm. the shirt look busy. But I think the adventure of this is, it's. I suppose close up, you can see all the different elements, but from a distance, you can't. So mm. as a whole, the shirt, when you view it, it actually looks very, very simple. It's only when you get up close that you see the extra details, which is what I like. So it's the fact that, you know, it's only when you get to the shirt, you see these extra little touches they've added. Um, so I personally don't think it's, it's overdone. I think, I mean, the, the bit around the, the shoulders, uh, the sort of the mesh fabric thing that they've got mm. going under the arms, it's, I, that's almost certainly just going to be their you know, kind of sport thing. I don't think it's really a design thing because they've kept it the same color. I think maybe if they'd done it in a different color, you could argue that it was, you know, a design feature rather than a kind of um, a practical feature. So, I, I, yeah, I just, I know, I just love it. I absolutely, I am in love with this shirt. Mm-hmm. Very good. And the away kit is um, exceptional as well. I think a very nice outfit in black. Um, another hark back to the 50, 50 greatest football shirts ever. Um, series that we did where i think at one point we were talking about how difficult it was seemingly to create a decent black kit or black shirt um and in the case of hibernian with their away kit it's all black but the shirt has the same collar albeit it's half and half white and green but the most distinctive feature of it really is the fact you've got a white and green stripe vertically going down the right hand side of the shirt if you're looking sort of face on to the to the person wearing it which I think works really well with black. Um, uh, are you inclined to agree on that one as well, Rich? Uh, I do. Yeah, I think it looks really nice. I think the the white and the green look really nice together with the black. And and again, the marathon bet sponsors in white, so there's no extra colours from that logo. I, it's just a cracking pair of kits, in my opinion. Mm. A pair of beauties. Lovely pair of kits. Noir. Yes. And I think Marathon Bet have extended their uh, sponsorship of Burning, so um, I suppose good for them, really. Not so not so sure it's uh, such a good uh, influence on the young football fans, but we'll save that discussion for another time. Indeed. Maybe even another podcast on somebody else's um, series. Um, now, staying in Scotland, Motherwell. Oh, in fact, before I go on to Motherwell, let me just very quickly say about the, the crib sheet, because I should have said that in full earlier on. If you are, are yet to subscribe to the crib sheet, please do. All you need to do is drop us a line and say, please, can I subscribe to the mailing list and what will happen is we will send you uh, the link to the google shared document which is our uh, current uh, crib sheet and then basically whenever we record a pod uh, publish a podcast we will send you the link and then you can have a look at all the pictures that we're talking about here so you get a visual uh, sort of assist uh, some visual assistance uh, you haven't just got to dream up uh, an image of uh, all the kits that we're talking about. It will uh, no doubt help you out, and we're still getting more and more people subscribing to that. So thank you to all of you that have done that so far. Anyway, contact details at the end, as I said. Moving on, staying in Scotland, as I was about to say, Motherwell have a new Macron kit. Mac- Macron are definitely um, sort of getting a foothold there in Scotland. They've got a number of kits for clubs up there. It's um, the home kit 
for Motherwell uh, is amber with a uh, horizontal band in clarets across the middle, flanked by two thinner stripes. Two um, sort of shoulder panels, like epaulettes, I suppose you could call them, uh, in claret as well. Claret shorts, hooped socks. I do like a hooped sock, I must admit. Um, so that's that. And then the away kit is in sort of two-tone, medium and dark grey. Uh, again, hooped socks. Um, Rich, I can't help thinking that the home kit looks a little bit sort of dated and a bit kind of amateurish. But the away kit is slightly a redeeming feature because I like the kind of two-tone grey. But what do you feel about those? Uh, I've just noticed the away kit's got the same neck as the Hibernian shirt, whereas the home mm. shirt doesn't appear to. It seems to have a, a more simple sort of button-up rounded collar. Um, yeah. I can't help feeling if they've done the neck on the home shirt in the same style um, as the Hibernian one and done it in the claret colour. I think that would have been really nice. Um, I, I quite like the home. It is. It's a very sort of classic looking shirt. It's it's probably a bit retro looking, but I mean, it's it's Motherwell. It's a typical Motherwell shirt. I, I like it, but I do agree with you. A hooped sock is is good in my book. Yes, can't go nice. wrong with a hooped sock. So yeah, I, I quite like it, and I th- I think I I said the other day actually on a on a um on the Facebook group I actually did say that I think I've been saying for a while that I think Macron are kind of you know they've really come into their own in the last sort of five years and mm. you know when I think when they first cropped up they were very much regarded as a sort of cheap looking manufacturer I think a lot of the stuff the early stuff they did with Leeds I think looked a bit naff but I really do think now they've actually found a really nice niche and you know I I, I like a lot of the stuff they come out with now I think they kind of they they're a bit like Hummel in the sense that they, there's always something a little bit quirky, um, but I think they've kind of toned down the quirkiness a bit um, and and just come out with a decent solid set of kits these days. So hmm. that's it's my take. I think people still have a lot of wariness about Macron and still think they're a bit crap, but I personally think they've they're actually they've earned their stripes these days. Hmm. Or indeed hoops in this case. Well, hey. Um, <laughs> he. Um, I just find um, I don't think the, the sort of quality of their kits is sort of uh, the the like the shirts themselves or whatever is is poor. I just find some of their designs <coughs> a little bit boring. Um, like and as I've probably said before, as a West Ham fan, I'd sort of have first hand experience of that. I think the kits they did for West Ham a few years ago were just really kind of there was nothing really that, that excited me about them, unfortunately. But that, and yet they have done a few kits for other teams like those we've mentioned, Hibernian. Hibernian being the latest, where they've really hit the bullseye, I think. So there's, uh, yeah, I think they're, in my sort of uh, view at least, I think they're definitely getting somewhere now. So that's all good. Oh, yeah. Now then, Middlesbrough. We mentioned Middlesbrough on the last uh, podcast, and their, excuse me, their home kit, which is made by Adidas, was sort of red with a broad white horizontal band across the middle, which uh, invokes memories of their famous kit in the 70s, which had a narrower horizontal band and uh, well they've now come up with an away kit to complement it and it's very nicely done in white and navy blue uh, sort of dark blue um, not sure about the color of the shorts i'm not sure if it's going to be an all white away kit but certainly the shirt is white with a, uh, a dark blue band across the middle uh, a dark blue round neck and uh, the the adidas stripes on the top of the shoulders uh, now um I hate to sort of drag you into this uh, personal hell of mine, but I did have a bit of an issue on Facebook uh, just recently. Uh, I was in one particular uh, group uh, which discusses football shirts and uh, designs, and um, there was a bit of ugly business going on where 
someone, I will name no names, not, not least because I couldn't pronounce his name if I tried, um, who um, got into an, an argument uh, about the fact that the Ramsden's currency logo on the middle of the middle of the shirt is rather large. And a lot of people were saying, oh, it's too large, it's too dominant. Now, frankly, I just want to say I have no uh, axe to grind either way on that. But someone joined in the conversation and said, well, you know, they're entitled to have their um, logo as large as they like because they are sponsoring Middlesbrough Football Club after all and they, you know, they deserve to, you know, how would you feel? I think the, the phrase was, how would you feel if it was your company? How would, how big would you like your logo to be displayed? And, uh, well, there was some ugly business going on and the upshot of it is that, um, I, um, I, I left the group. There's no easy way to say it. I left the group like a four-year-old. Um, I wasn't weeping or anything like that, but I, did, I felt like I made my point, which is that if you're a purist and you love football kit design, you don't want to see logos too big. And maybe that's what people are saying. I, like I say, it doesn't bother me either way, but uh, there we are. Thought I just, I just wanted to, yeah. Anyway, um, so, but if you have a view, listeners, and it, particularly if you want to back me up on this, uh, then, uh, then do get in touch. But, um, it, the, the, all joking aside there, Richard, it does look as though, um, a number of clubs have brought out kits with slightly <coughs> larger sponsor logos. I, I've not seen any kind of official uh, decree that this is now allowed. I don't know that people are trying to, well, they wouldn't be trying to break the law sort of by doing it sneakily. Either you can do it or you can't. But um, what do you, have you seen sort of much evidence of this or have you seen any official law of, of this allowing this sort of thing? I've not had any um, any official law on it, but there, there, there does seem to be um, certainly. I don't know. I think certainly the Ramsden currency one is definitely. Um, not. Well, as, as my wife would often say to me, that's massive. Um, <laughs> usually, while pointing at my stomach, to be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Ramsden currency one does seem to really stand out, doesn't it? It seems giant. Mm. Um, I don't know if, if the, the laws have changed or if indeed it's on, you know, it's just on the very edge of the law. And, and the reason it looks so massive is because it's just words. You know, there's mm. no logo in it, which kind of, if you think about it, some logos, I mean, for instance, the day for better one, Darth for better one on the, on the Blackburn show is massive, actually. Mm. Thinking about it, if you include the height, the whole height of it, and actually the height of that one, I would say is much taller than this Ramsden currency one. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know the law personally if, if it's, you know, a, a total surface area thing, or if there's heights and widths, because I would say the Dayforbet one, I'm going to call them Dayforbet, um, their um, logo is, I would say, uh, narrower than the Ramsden currency one, but obviously it's taller. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like I say, if it's based on total square centimeterage, or if it's based on widths and, and you know, maximum height and a maximum width. I don't know. But the Ramsden currency, I think, because it's just in such like a large, bold font, just seems to be so bloody massive. It's just, <laughs> I, I think it looks ugly as well. I, I think it really does. I, I mean, I've well, I, you know, I'm well documented. I don't have an issue with shirts being covered in sponsors. And like, mm. I think John Devlin and I share a view on that. You know, sometimes sponsors, loads of sponsors on the shirt can look ace. Um, but I, this, I think the size of the, of, of a single sponsor just looks ludicrous. Uh, mm. so I, I personally think it looks really ugly. Um, and I don't give a toss how much the owner of Ramsden Currency wants, you know, thinks they should have their thing. I just think it looks really ugly. What the Ramsden Currency should do is change the font so at least it looks nice. Maybe Comic Sans or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, uh, Cooper Black, I always find, is quite a nice... Uh, Indeed. Font Best font ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the guy that I, I 
I, I didn't have a blazing row with him or anything. It was just that I, you know, I, what I think <laughs> when he chipped into the conversation, I think he entered with the opening gambit of, uh, well, maybe you should all pull your money together so that Ramsden's currency don't have to have their sponsor on the Middlesbrough shirt. To which I then impishly replied, I don't think we've got enough money. Um, and, um, at that point, he then just sort of waved the flag for, for big business and, uh, you know, the fact that they're basically propping up football these days and they should be allowed to do whatever the hell they like. I mean, well, to be fair, that's a logical argument. If you don't like a sponsorship on a shirt, then you should immediately fund it yourself. That's, you know, that's, that's completely, yeah, yeah. perfectly that's the valid. first go-to place you should go in an argument is, well, if you don't like the look of something, re, you know, buy the whole thing up yourself and redo it how you want it. That's not mm. extreme. That's not at all an extreme, you know, opening <laughs> gambit at all. Ah, dear. Anyway. Um, right, yeah, but as so for the I, shirt I, itself, sorry, I was just going to say two yeah. things I want to just quickly say. One, as for the shirt itself, it's horrible. It's really dull. I think if I had a V-neck, it would be a bit more acceptable. I think it would look like a sort of a, a Fulham shirt from the sort of 90s, um, which was, was quite nice. But I think the round neck just makes it look dull. Secondly, I just want to point out before anyone else is going to, yes, we know Middlesbrough is not in Scotland. We went to Scotland because they have to be in alphabetical order that way. So we've come back south of the border again because I know someone's going to pick us up on that. Some probably the usual pedants that we have. I'm not going to name them because <coughs> they know who they are. You know, they're all and generally not English. Um, just saying, that's just a fact. <laughs> you know, they're from various parts of the kingdom and also not kingdom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so, also yes. just realised that I've actually put Middlesbrough after Motherwell in alphabetical order, right? So let's just let's just accept the fact that that's yeah. wrong. But, we yeah. don't care, frankly. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> and I also just wanted to say as well that again, back to that Facebook discussion, which I'm not sure I won't mention after this point, but um, essentially the guy that was making all these points, and not at any stage did he seem to discuss design features of the show, which made me think that maybe he was in the wrong Facebook group. But anyway, we'll say no more about that. Yeah, um, let it let it go, Chris. God's sake. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I think I quite like the uh, the Middlesbrough away shirt in white and navy blue. I think that's a nice contrast to the red and white. I think that works well as a colour scheme. And I think I think I did read somewhere that the reason they've gone with white and navy blue is because there were a couple of white na white and blue Middlesbrough away shirts from down the years which proved very popular and sold many units. Um, I think there's one from the maybe from the Juninho era or something like that. I think it was, or I don't know. So that, I think that's why they're doing it. I think it looks all right. Uh, not the most exciting shirt, but quite nicely styled. Good choice of colours. Now, here's one of the two classics that I think, or two or three classics that we've mentioned in this podcast, Rich Sheffield United. They may, in my view, have won the internet with this launch because <laughs> um, they have brought out a new design for their kit, uh, their home kit, and it's very sort of mid to late 70s in styling, They've gone with the red and white stripes, which of course is not unknown for Sheffield United, but they've flanked the stripes with thinner black stripes and the side panels and sleeves are also in black. The whole ensemble, frankly, is a thing of beauty in my view. It's absolutely superb, but do you agree? I do. I think Hurrah. it's, I think I, I can't echo 
enough what you've pretty much said. I think it's a fantastic looking shirt. We've always said on this podcast that striped teams or teams in striped shirts um, will always suffer because I think stripes are very hard to do original things with. But this just looks fantastic. And I love the fact that the uh, sleeves and almost like the side panels are in black as well. I think that's a real new dimension while completely retaining the identity of Sheffield United. I think it's a fantastic kit. The only thing that I find wrong with it is it means that whatever they have next year will not be as good. Um, <laughs> and two minor points as well. One, Teletext Holidays. What a sponsor. <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean, I, I, I assume that's because, you know, up, up north in Sheffield, Teletext is still the only way you can <laughs> holiday, you know. They haven't got tut internet yet. And secondly, <laughs> please please don't ever use the phrase won the internet again. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> is that it's a bit a minor, passe, is it? It's a, it's a minor bugbear of mine. People say, oh, okay. Ooh, they want this. It's, just, it's very clickbaity. I'm, I'm not really having a go. It's just because I'm just trying to be you know, <laughs> a, a, an arse. Um, it's because you read so many articles, like clickbait articles, you go, oh, this person won the internet. And then, like, <laughs> did, did, they, did they? They didn't, did they? Because you can't win the internet. And, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> do you like clickbait articles? The answer will shock you. That's one of my favorite <laughs> jokes that I do. Um, yeah. Anyway, so back to the kit. Yes. Yeah, love it. Absolutely yes. fantastic. Perfect. Sorry, yes, I, I admit I couldn't think of anything better to say than one internet. That's why I said it. Um, but yes, um, it's um, it is another one of those designs, actually, Rich, which um, we've mentioned in the long off past, whereby one manufacturer seems to basically I won't use the word steal because that's you know controversial but they lean heavily on a mm-hmm. on a design from another manufacturer and in this case it's the admiral uh, design from 1976 1979 which first introduced this kind of notion of red and white stripes with thinner black ones in between which I always thought was a absolute beautiful classic design one of admiral's greatest in my view and okay um, I think Let's be honest. I mean, Adidas have taken that as their inspiration. Let's use that kind of phrasing. But they've, instead of uh, having a sort of flop, floppy, flappy collar, they've gone with a red uh, ring neck collar, which is nice. Red cuffs, and oh, it's just it's just stunning. I think Sheffield United. Oh, fans! I think from the comments I've seen, I think the vast majority of them are really giving the thumbs up to this one, and quite right too. So. Well done, Adidas, especially in the face of a lot of criticism in recent years, Adidas, about some of their designs. That one is a corker. Um, I'll be very interested to see what they come up with for an away kit. I'd love to see that same motif done, but in a different colour scheme, like, I don't know, white and, I don't know, pale blue or something. I don't know. They probably won't use pale blue because that's Sheffield Wednesday uh, (laughs) blue. But if they can use that kind of thinner thinner stripes in between the thicker stripes thing, but in a different colour scheme, that's the way forward, possibly, but we shall see. But very nicely done. Following hot on the heels of that, we come up with Southampton, and I think we may have uh, mentioned this on the last podcast, Rich, in terms of like leaked images, and we weren't prepared to commit on this, but the images have been confirmed. They have indeed gone with a uh, Under Armour and gone with a pastiche of the kit Southampton wore. Uh, between, I think, 1980 and 84, which at that time was made by Patrick. It's the one with the broad white stripe down the middle and red sleeves and, and side panels, black shorts. I think that's tremendous. Are you um, thinking the same as me, Rich? I do. I do think it's tremendous. I, the funny thing is I was never a massive fan of that Patrick kit, um, mm. but I just I think this looks fantastic. It's And it's nice to see... Um, 
an old design that's being revisited and kind of revitalized, similar to the Sheffield United one. It's like, it's I, I don't have an issue with you know using in, with taking inspiration from old designs, and mm. it's, it's nice to see the ones that you know you look at and you think, oh, it's it's funny that they've never redone that one, you know, because mm. um, there are quite a few designs where you look and you think, you look back through you know kit cap there. Uh, kit history and you think well why have they never done that you know it's like because i mean again similarly i've always said like the coventry tram mines why have they never ever done anything um similar to the tram mines i mean because i think i designed a cough shirt which had like a a single tram line running through the badge it's like why has no one ever done anything like that and similarly with the southampton one this is a design that's gone as almost like it's sort of begging to have been reused <laughs> because it's a unique one. It's kind of like it's it's not one they've had that often. So it's, yeah. it's why has no one done it? And it's like finally someone has, and I think it works really well. And the funny thing is, I I normally would hate the neck on this thing because <coughs> it's kind of like a filled in V neck. Um, mm. So it's like a V neck shape, but you know with a crew neck behind it. And it's like, but I think it just works. I t- and, and actually, the Virgin Media logo works as well because obviously it's in red and white. So mm. yeah, I absolutely love it. The away shirt, on the other hand, I believe you like it, but I do not. Um, it's what's it? How's it described? Teal and black stripes. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've I've mm. that's my description. Teal. Yes. I'm not sure it's black. It might be actually very dark blue. I can't quite. Yeah, I think it it's be. black though. Um. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. I mean, so, what I'll say is is um. Yeah. First of all, love the home kit. Extra detailing. I think that's that little sort of filled in triangular panel below the neck is uh, designed to really. Uh, outrage Austin Long because he does cause we know he loves <laughs> he does love a triangular panel, um, um, but um, that's quite nice. And also the flanking the broad white stripe down the middle from a distance looks like two thinner black stripes, not unlike the Sheffield United kit we saw a moment ago or talked about. Um, however, when you look close up, it's actually a series of I think it's about four or five very thin black lines. Um, just lovely detailing on that home kit really nice and of course the sports bra has gone so that's all wonderful we can consign that one to the uh, to the bin as it were from last season um, now I think I said to you Rich a couple of maybe a week or two ago I do hope if that turns out to be the home kit I hope that they just change the colours and do <coughs> use the same design for the away kit uh, because that's what Patrick did back in the uh, early 80s with Southampton they just did a sort of uh, two-tone blue um, version of the same design. And I use the term advisedly, unfortunately, they haven't. They've gone with this kind of striped away shirt in, as I say, teal, teal and black or teal and dark blue. Um, but it's actually not bad. I, I, it's, it's all right. I was hoping for that broad stripe down the middle. So it's a shame that we haven't got that. But overall, it's not bad, not least because we've got hooped socks again on the uh, this time on the away kit. Um, and when you add the hoops to the stripes on the shirt, I think the overall effect is quite sort of, um, quite appealing, really. Um, and the Virgin logo is just done in a sort of white outline. It's not filled in. Uh, not that anybody probably cares about that. Richard Branson might, I suppose, but anyway, apart from him. <laughs> but overall, I mean, the, the home kit is sensational, really good. And, and as I think you're alluding to there, Richard, it's so nice to see that someone has been brave enough to try and do their version of that. 80s classic kit of Southampton's away kit not quite as good but still fairly good in my book so there we are yeah I think the away kit for me that anything that uses teal that isn't Windows 95 you know it's kind of a bit <laughs> you know, 
jump the shark a bit. All right, so moving on uh, from Southampton to Sunderland. Uh, now, mm, this is one that's really dividing a lot of people, um, <laughs> and I'm still not sure. <coughs> uh, I think when I first saw it, I quite liked it, uh, but I'm now mm, I'm going off it very quickly. <laughs> uh, so basically, it, it is... I think you can only describe this really as candy stripes. Uh, so it's red and white stripes, obviously typical Sunderland, but very, very thin red and white stripes. And they've considered it on the sleeves, which is what I did like initially. Um, the bits that I don't really like, I think the Day for Bet logo, the yellow of the D kind of doesn't work with the shirt. I think if they'd done that in black, it might have been a bit better. I think the white stripes on the shoulder should have been, uh, sorry, on, yeah, they're kind of going down to the sleeve should have been black which then would have continued the neckline and kind of almost fed down to the, the cuffs, which are also in black. Uh, the one thing that I really don't like about it, though, is the fact that the back is completely solid red, which I mm. just think ruins the aesthetic of the shirt. Because if you're going to have a stripy shirt, and Jesus Christ, this is stripy, you know, <laughs> then don't chicken out. And they've even gone for stripes on the, on the sleeves, which I, I love. I love the fact that they haven't chickened out and gone for striped sleeves. But the back of the shirt is totally solid red and it just ruins it and it, I, I just ah, uh, it's do you want to stripe your shirt or not if you want to stripe your shirt do stripes and do what um, Grimsby have done and have you know some kind of just like a panel on the back at least have the stripes on the bottom of the shirt we know the number's got to be there so just do that don't just have a completely solid back so I don't like it for that reason but I like the rest of it yeah um, they've also um which you don't see initially, but they've also Adidas incorporated their own <clears throat> three white stripes on the top of the shoulders, which is they almost disappear because there's so many stripes elsewhere on the shirt that you're just seeing this massive red and white. And it's I don't know if that's kind of being sort of understated or whether that's just a um, poor design, really, that you don't actually don't really see those Adidas stripes on the on the top of. But shoulders. that's that's the funny thing, because like I said, in the rest of this podcast, I've said I've really applauded Adidas and Umbro for sort of keeping their um, their branding sort of, you know, subtle. But I think the problem is it doesn't work as subtle on this. It just looks busy. Mm-hmm. So I think they actually need to have those stripes in black so that they look like they're supposed to be the Adidas three stripes and not just the threes. Because otherwise it just looks like you've suddenly gone... It looks like they've suddenly changed the width of the red and white stripes. So it just suddenly mm-hmm. goes, well, why have they got different with stripes and then it's like oh they're the Adidas stripes well, it, it, in this case it doesn't work so they need to actually make them black and stand out is my opinion <laughs> yeah I actually truth be told I quite like the, the sort of thinner stripes on this shirt I know that they're not going to be very well appreciated by many traditionalists but fact of the matter is I think this is actually a um, a nod to the Sunderland kit that was around back in about 1883, I think I saw earlier on, uh, which had thin stripes like that. I, I don't expect anybody to remember this uh, this far back, but um, I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, not what we're used to seeing with Sunderland, but I think it's a perfectly valid um, design and um, looks quite nice. And but let's let's not. Shy away from the fact that this probably isn't going to last beyond the 2017-18 season, so I don't think they're going to keep it. So if you are outraged by this design, well, I'm sorry to hear that that's the case, but um, all will be well this time next year when another design comes along and replaces it. So it's it's just for a year, I'm, I'm sure. I'll be very surprised if suddenly the tide turns in a kind of general election 2017 fashion, where suddenly what was deemed to be the kind of unfavourable choice suddenly becomes a favourable one. Um, 
if that does happen, then maybe they'll keep this design for a bit longer, but I don't think they will. Um, I like the black ring collar and the black cuffs. Um, but yeah, that back, the back of the shirt is just solid. It looks like they've only just done the front half of the shirt and then they've gone, Oh, we've run out of, um, striped material. Well, get, give us some of that red stuff and we'll stitch that onto the back. It looks a bit like that, really. So, um, that's the only downside of it, really, from my, from my view. Anyway. Agreed. Yes. Now, another shirt which seems to be dividing mostly in a sort of negative way, um, fans, surprisingly, I think, is the new Watford kit. Now, they announced about five months ago that they were uh, ditching Dry World, who I think went bust in the end, and that they were going with Adidas now. Um, so to the best of my knowledge, I don't think Watford have ever had an Adidas kit, so this was always going to be um, uh, uh, one to keep your eye on for when the kit launch was done. Finally, it happened on June the 14th, and what they've got is the Adidas template that's sort of doing the rounds and arguably has been doing the rounds for a while, insofar as you've just got a... Uh, v-neck uh, collar uh, which in this case is in red contrasting with the yellow shirt of, of Watford you've got the Adidas stripes running down the side of the shirt in red shorts are black socks are black much like last season it looks smart it looks fine and you've got this extra piping as well which kind of comes off of the v-neck and sort of runs towards the shoulders um, apparently a lot of Watford fans are up in arms about this saying oh it's boring it's a template kit well um, this just in most teams have got template kits, um, so sorry about that. I think, Rich, most of the excuse me, I think most of the sort of outrage has come from the fact that the Dry World kits they had last year were a bit different and, dare I say, a bit sort of bespoke, possibly because we hadn't seen many, well, we hadn't seen any Dry World kits prior to about a couple of years ago. So they're probably thinking they've gone from something that's quite distinctive for Watford, and now they've got something that everyone else has got. But I still think it looks quite. Sp- quite smart itself. No, so do I. I think it's really nice. I think it's probably one of the nicest Watford shirts I've seen for a while. I think they tended to, in the last few seasons, from what I recall, they seem to have quite a lot of black on them. Mm. Um, a lot of yellow and black and not much red. But I, I much prefer this. I think it's really nice. And I actually think the, the Adidas stripes underneath the arms going down onto the shorts works really well. I I, I think it's mm. a very nice Watford shirt, to be honest. A template yeah. maybe, may but I think it really works for Watford. So that's... You know, I I like it, is my opinion. So. Mm. I still wish Watford would go back to having red shorts, though, like they did in the John Barnes era. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure if that's likely to happen anytime soon. But uh, John Barnes. John Barnes, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I was going to do an Anfield rap thing there, but I don't think I'll bother. Anyway, um, and the final one on the, on the sort of uh, British club kits that we're looking at, Wolverhampton Wanderers now. I always look, well, I wouldn't say look forward, I always uh, look interested. I'm not picking the right words here. I'm always quite interested when uh, Wolves launch their kit because you've got a very distinctive colour scheme there, the old the old gold and black. Um, I think Puma's kit last year, I think that appeared on our very first podcast, actually, the Wolves kit from last season, um, was quite smart. Again, a template, Puma template, but... As you'd expect, this time around, they've got the aforementioned uh, smudgy line going down the sleeves. Um, there's a sort of black, uh, you call it like a kind of um, pointy ring neck thing image going on. Stepped um, cuffs in black with a sort of uh, old gold sort of extra bit on the bottom. The side panels going halfway down from the underarms. But that 
that smudgy band going along the sleeves. It's it's looking a bit sort of dirty, isn't it? Yeah, and this this is the thing. It's just it doesn't. It's I can it's see what they've tried to do with it, but it's just for me, it's not working. Is it just mm. sort of? It looks like it does look like a smear. It's I won't refer to it as the puma skid mark, but but that's. <laughs> I think you kind just of, have to be fair. Uh, whoops. <laughs> Hashtag um, skid mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it works nicely in the orange of wolves. <laughs> Oh, um, it's it's a, it's a it's a nice enough um, kit. The one thing that I think really detracts though is the, which is I'm assuming is part of the money shop logo is the big yellow line underneath the money shop. If they could get rid of that, it would look a lot better because you've suddenly got you know you've got orange and black or uh, amber <laughs> and black, whatever they want to call it. You know, in denial, <laughs> old gold. Um, and then you've got this yellow line that crops up for no reason. So I, I think the money shop should have just dropped that for the aesthetic reasons. But it's it's a nice enough shirt. Um, yeah, like you say, the the skid mark on the sleeves. I'm not convinced by it's. It just seems to look washed out on everything. And the problem is, if you're doing it in black, there isn't anything darker you can go with. To sort of, you know, at least with this sort of Burnley shirt, you potentially could have picked a darker um, claret. And then, mm. you know, so that the effect was a claret stripe rather than a kind of lighter sort of red. But, but on this, you can't go any darker than black. So mm. they're, they're kind of going to, they're always going to have that problem. So I don't know. I'd like, I'm, I'm going to wait till I see it in action and, and get some proper action shots of it and see what it looks like. But yeah, it just, like you said, it looks like a sort of a smudge down the mm. side. So. I, sorry to laugh up my sleeve in a very juvenile fashion, but for a moment there, I thought you were saying they've got the money shot on the shirt. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yes, sorry, oh, it's like time for me to grow up. The, the <laughs> Wolves have tried to do this kind of... Um, there was a, a, an official way of describing that kind of smudgy line that I saw on a website. I can't remember if it was something like, not a score, but... Um, a, 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 oh, I can't remember what it was. It began with A. But anyway. it, was, it was a skid mark. <laughs> <laughs> the Puma skid mark range. Yeah. Coming to a store near you. Um, yes. Um, they've tried to do that down the side of the shorts, which is a novelty. Um, <laughs> At least it's not down the back of the shorts. <laughs> That's the Gary uh, Lineker mark. Oh. <laughs> I tee him up. You hit him. Um, but on the shorts, it's kind of like orange... White and black. They've sort of. It's, it almost looks like a sort of stick-on attempt at trying to recreate that smudgy line, and it, it doesn't quite work for me. But um, but again, yeah, we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. When it's worn in action, it may look better. But so anyway, there you go. Now, Rich, I think we've we've already done. Uh, we've clocked up an hour and eight minutes. So we, now we move on to the continental shirts. We might have to be a little bit quick on this, otherwise it'll be a, another two-parter if we're not careful. Um, it's, but, it's all right. Um, we've only got we've only got two. So. <laughs> Oh, is there any so we'll, Okay, fair enough. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, well, well, let's begin this uh, section uh, of the uh, the podcast with um, Sparta Rossa Dam's shirt, which you've selected for us. Um, uh, give us your view on this one. Uh, I think it's really nice. The reason I went for this is because, I mean, this is the away, not the home as well. Uh, the home is, just, you know, typical red and white stripe thing with a, a band, a white band across the middle just for the sponsor. But the reason I like this is because, apart from it being a very smart shirt, it's made by Roby who I've never heard of before. Um, and I went for this because it's a really smart-looking um, sort of dark blue shirt uh, with a white 
uh, collar, and the the collar has got an interesting little feature on it. It's it's basically trimmed with two red, uh, with basically a red, white, red stripe on it, which ends about a centimeter and a half before the end of the collar. So that you kind of look like the the collar's got this little sort of extra flappy bit of white on the front, which <laughs> I just like the look of. Um, so yeah, it's just a very smart shirt. And I, I kind of like I say I went for it because it's made by a manufacturer I've never heard of, who seemingly, in my opinion, have um, odd placement for their logo. I think they've they've kind of aligned the top of the Sparta Rotterdam crest with the top of the logo, which means it kind of looks a bit out of kilter. It looks a bit too high to me. To, to me. But there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, quite nice. And, and as is often the case, not obviously with absolutely every single um, club, but um, when you've got red and white stripes as your home kit, quite often blue, solid blue works really well for the away kit. And um, such is the case on this one. Nice button-up collar. And as you say, the detailing on the, the, the two stripes on the collar works really nicely. Um, very nice. I don't. I, I, very quickly, I tried to figure out, um, while you were talking, um, I tried to do a quick search on my computer here uh, for Roby, and there's nothing. Um, it, all it said, Google said, do you mean robbery? And I thought, no, we're going down the wrong line there. Um, no, but very nice. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got there, Rich? Right, the last one, uh, and I love these. Uh, this is Vissel Kobe um, from the city of Kobe uh, in Japan. Uh, it, this is their 150th uh, kit. They've got the home and the the ones we've got in the pod in the sorry in the crib sheet is the home and the keeper shirt. Now I'm going to read the official blurb for this, uh, and I'm not going to try and describe it other than to say it's basically sort of made from a series of hexagons. It's it's like a pixelated picture of something. Um, and the something, well, apparently, like I said, I'll read the blurb. So it says, the field player uniform incorporates a pink and purple design based on the hydrangea flower, which has been designated by Kobe City as the official flower of the people of Kobe, as well as the Mediterranean blue on the collar, uh, sleeves and sides to celebrate the 25-year-old sister-city relationship between Kobe and the city of Barcelona. Meanwhile, the goalkeeper uniform is inspired by one of Kobe's most famous views, the city as seen from neighbouring Mount Rocco at night time. The view is recognized as one of the three major night views of Japan. Um, and all I can say is get the crib sheet and look at it because, oh my god, I so want one of these. <laughs> um, I, this is one of those ones that everyone, will, most people look at and go, ugh, hideous. And I will immediately look at it and go, need it, need it, got to have one. Um, I, I won't ask you to describe it, Chris, because it's hard to describe. It looks like kind of pink clouds, basically, but sort of pixelated. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just love it. I think it's amazing. I just think it's it's quite nice to see an ASICS kit, which uh, you don't uh, certainly don't see anymore really in the UK football <laughs> kit scene. But it's nice to see they're still uh, doing good business uh, over there in Japan. Um, I think speaking as a, a an enthusiastic gardener, it's hydrangea is the correct. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I take pride. I take pride in the fact I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> I thought you might. Um, <laughs> hydrangea, and here's a trivia fact: all you gardeners out there. You know, may well know this but um, basically if you plant a hydrangea in acidic soil the blooms are pink but if it's alkaline soil it's blue so you can like if you walk down my street in spring time you'll see some gardens have got blue hydrangeas some got pink hydrangeas so it could that maybe that could be their awakening it could be blue like a pale sort of powder blue color how about that for a suggestion oh you're not listening a6 oh never mind um <laughs> yeah interesting one it kind of reminds me i think of <coughs> Uh, the Evian TG kind of thing they were doing with the, where they were using blue uh, to sort of mm. contrast the pink. It's quite that works quite nicely actually. Uh, not sure about the pattern, 
it looks like it's been put in the wash with something with the dark colours, and it's kind of washed out a bit. But um, the goalkeeper kit is quite nice with the the hexagonal sort of thing going on there. But uh, the pink, I'd have liked to seen a slightly less dirty looking pink, if you know what I mean. But but yeah, a nice idea at least. And of course, I've got Rakuten. Um, uh, as the because of that link with with Barcelona that you said, so it's quite uh, quite interesting. Yes, and I've realised that's not the last shirt. Actually, there's one more. It's uh, and how can I have forgotten this one? Uh-huh. Uh, this is the El Salvador kits, home and away kits by Umbro, and oh my god! Uh, right, okay. So when you first look at these, it's a what looks like a Rangers shirt from the mid '80s uh, with an Umbro logo and the letters ES for El Salvador, and it looks like that's it. And it's just a plain blue shirt with a kind of blue wrap over neck. And, and you look at it and think, okay, nice enough, but that's it. And then when you look closer, you'll notice there's a shadow print all over it. And that makes it look absolutely amazing. And the same goes for the away shirt, which is basically a white, it's a reversed colours basically. And they have their own shadow print on it. And I, they just look absolutely stunning. Hmm. I can't help say that whole kind of collar thing going on with the wrap over collar and the way that the cuffs have been done it looks like a market stall version of that rangers shirt that you said it's like <laughs> somebody's had a go at sort of you know um, on their sewing machine at home trying to do the, the kit and it's sort of come out a bit wrong i'm not sure what that's all about maybe they're trying to make it look a bit homemade maybe i don't know um but nonetheless that aside um particularly on the away kit which has got um sort of stripe uh, sort of stripe down the top of the shoulders um, I, I think, I think particularly the away shirt looks fantastic. The the shadow um, pattern, which I think is a kind of an ethnic um, sort of Latin American sort of design, looks really good. You can't see the shadow pattern or the shadow print quite as well on the home kit, uh, on the home shirt rather. And the home shirt looks a bit sort of, I don't know, it does look a little bit sort of cheap, but. I think, as you quite rightly say, Rich, if you can see the sort of shadow pattern up close, and we have included one picture, certainly of the home shirt, where you can see it a bit better, then I think you'd probably appreciate it a lot more. And, and quite frankly, you know, El Salvador, as long as they have that kind of ES on their shirts, done in that kind of you know, American college style that they always seem to have, um, you can't go too far wrong, really. But um, it's a interesting home and away shirts. And really good to see that Umbro are uh, not just doing great business in South America, but also Central America as well. You know, not just Peru and all that. El Salvador as well. How about that? Very nice. So there you go. I think that pretty much wraps up yet another bumper uh, selection of kit news for you. Indeed. Um, as, as ever, we always welcome your views and we'll give you the contact details so you can send us some comments and uh, feedback, if you like, very shortly. Um, other than that, there's a few other bits of minor kit news, really. Um, uh, at Crington Stanley, uh, they've launched their new kits, their Adidas kits, which are fairly ordinary looking, if you don't mind my saying. Smart, but ordinary. Um, however, they've changed their sponsor. They were sponsored by, I think I'm right in saying, the Bargain Box. No, the Plastic Box Company, I think it is. Essentially, it's a company that makes kind of, you know, plastic lunch boxes and tubs for keeping your salad in and all that kind of stuff um, but the parent company which is what more uk limited um, have now decided that they're going to have their own name on the front of the shirt and they've shortened what more to wham 
uh, that's W H A M, you know, the, like the band of the eighties. Um, so, um, so we now have a team with Wham on the front of the shirts. Um, and um, uh, on, on doing further research, uh, Rich, I discovered that actually they renamed their stadium to the Wham Stadium a couple of years ago. So um, that that can be uh, no bad thing for the uh, for, for British football. And if you want to know where the Wham Stadium is, if you look it up on Google Maps, uh, maps it is just on the edge of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Next yes. to Club Tropicana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so, uh, uh, thanks, Accrington Stanley, for for putting the smile on our face uh, this time around. It's uh, it's nice to know that um, not everyone's right. taking themselves too seriously. Accrington Stanley. Who are <laughs> Who they? Are they? Hey. Hey. Uh, now, um, the other bit of minor kit news: um, Portsmouth. Uh, they they've not actually done the formal launch for their kits yet, but they have. Um, settled on the three designs for their home, away, and third shirts. Uh, it was another one of these fan vote kind of situations where you know, fans could pick their favourite from a selection. And um, the pictures of those are on the Portsmouth FC website. Uh, we've included the sort of diagrams, uh, not the diagrams, the illustrations rather, that uh, someone has uh, kindly drawn on the Portsmouth website so you can see what they're going to look like. And of those three, Rich, I think the away shirt looks particularly nice because it's a sort of white and very pale grey checkerboard effect like um uh i forgot the name of them is it's not sporting lisbon who's the portuguese Boa team Vista. That, uh, is it Boa Boa Vista Vista. that have the black yeah. and white checks a bit yeah. like that but in white and pale gray i had a momentary lapse of uh, memory there thank mm-hmm. you for that but yes that looks nice the third shirt is um, in dark blue with sort of dark pink uh flashes uh, here and then uh, bits and pieces what do you make of those I think they're quite a nice set of kits, actually. I think the home's a nice sort of simple kit, a nice um, crest sort of, uh, what would you call it, shadow print on on the lower down of the shirt, mm. a nice bit of red trim, so it's kind of harking back to the 80s with the red trim there. Uh, I, th- I really like the away shirt, the, the one you mentioned, the sort of checkerboard one, and the mm. third one, you know, whether it's needed or not, but sort of navy with pink, quite nice. I think it's a nice set of shirts, you know, nothing outstanding, but, you know, nothing hideous either. Just nice, good set of nice. shirts. Well yep. done, Sodico. Well done. Uh, um, <laughs> so I think Rich was going to carry on his um, Bruce Forsyth impersonation. There's a bit of a shame that I cut him off. Never mind, Chris. <laughs> there. <laughs> I do like a bit of Brucey in every podcast. Um, <laughs> now, um, those shirts, by the way, will be available from sort of July and August. So um, if you're a Portsmouth fan, keep your eye on the club website, I'm sure. Now then, any other business? Now, on the last podcast, I mentioned that there was um, a distinct possibility that Carbrini were about to disappear from the UK football scene. Well, uh, following on from the podcast, um, we had a bit of feedback on that. And in fact, we've discovered more teams are dropping Cabrini. So um, uh, basically, we had a, a message from Tribal Colours. Hello, Tribal Colours uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, not on Facebook, on Twitter, rather, who's saying, wonder if it's anything to do with the sleeve sponsors coming in. Their big C logo on each sleeves was bad enough. Uh, it was a bit noticeable, that, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and Simon, who goes under the uh, uh, moniker of at Hungry Hatter on uh, Twitter, hello, Simon, he said, uh, our kits, I think he's talking about Luton, given his uh, Twitter name, he says, our kits transitioned from Carbrini to Fila over the 2012-2013 season. Home kit Cabrini, away kit Fila. He said, I thought Cabrini were a goner then. Uh, obviously, they limped on for a bit longer. So 
I'm not sure, Rich, whether they're disappearing permanently. I've got a feeling we may see them come back at some point in the future. But uh, anyway, I think the way things are currently standing, just to update you from the last podcast, there are now only two teams left. We're keeping an eye on them. Maybe you would like to, too, listeners. Morecambe in England and in Scotland, St Mirren. As things stand, those are the only two teams left that had Cabrini last season and haven't yet announced their new kit sponsor, uh, kit manufacturers for the coming season. So we shall see. If both of those teams switch, then that's the end of Cabrini for a while, which would be a bit sad. But there we, there we are. And also thank you to, um, uh, oh, I think it was Russell Osborne, I think, uh, who sort of uh, sent us a picture from the Stevenage official Twitter account, which basically said that they'd switched to who have they gone to? Macron. Macron. Yeah, a lot, a lot of teams and, are. And it looks, it looks very nice actually. I, I mm. didn't make that comment on Twitter. It looks so basically there. I mean, it's sneak peek shit. Uh, sneak <laughs> peek pics. Sorry. Sneak peek <sighs> shit. <laughs> sneak peek pics. Say that <laughs> twelve times fast for no reason. Um, yeah, of their new home shirt, and it's basically their red and white stripes, but the, the red stripes are actually made up of a series of very thin pinstripes in red. Very, very nice, I think. Mm. Can't wait to see that in the... It, it could look a bit washed out in the actual final thing, but I, I think it'll look very nice, so yeah. that's my thoughts. Good. Excellent. Um, only other things to comment on. Um, I don't know if it's my imagination, Rich, but there seems to be a lot of teams that are now launching their new shirts, and they've got some kind of NAF slogan in the around the back of the collar. Um, I saw a few of these while I was doing research and I didn't have the presence of mind to write them down but the only one I remembered was Heart of Midlothian that put this is our song this is our story in the back of their shirt and I'm just thinking I know we've had things stitched in the back of shirts for a while like I think West Ham used to have a sort of little crossed hammers motif and obviously I think Blackburn's new kit from Umbro has got rovers on the back of the so which you kind of ex- expect and it's fine but there seems to be a, a lot of somewhat dubious logo uh, not logo slogans rather uh, appearing and um, I hope that that doesn't um, gain any traction because I just think it's a bit naff yeah Uh, rumours that Coventry is going to have CSU out written on the back of it is uh, unfounded (laughs) (laughs) but uh, of course to be highly encouraged yeah (laughs) unless it's in in crayon or something (laughs) Um, and we've seen a couple of very creative kit launches in the last week or so. Um, instead of p- the players kind of posing in front of a photographer with their arms folded, trying to look mean or trying to do kind of well wicked uh, sort of <laughs> you know hand gestures and stuff, as we talked about in the last podcast, um, we've seen Southampton launch their new kits with the use of a couple of really rather wonderful cartoons, believe it or not. Uh, really good if you can find those. Uh, just look for Southampton Kit 2017-18. You'll see there's like a two-part cartoon. Very nicely done, I thought. That's That was quite nice and distinctive. Somewhat less distinctive, I thought, was Wolves' attempt at literally launching a shirt in a helium-filled balloon, uh, which um, basically it was a camera attached to a balloon, and the camera was pointing at a little mini shirt, of the new Wolves shirt, and they kind of launched it from some field somewhere in, in the Midlands, and off it went up to the sky, about twenty miles above the above the earth. So you had this kind of very atmospheric kind of thing of looking down on Earth from on high. But it's just a bit like, why why are you doing that exactly? <laughs> it was like odd way of doing it. But I suppose I suppose it's a bit different from your posy kind of you know player standing in front of the camera sort of thing. So it's nice to see that the teams are trying to think a bit more outside the box. I think we need a bit more of that. 
Indeed, I quite like that Wolves launch. I thought it was quite fun. Yeah, it's fun. I think if you look at it in the right, it's a, it's a fun thing. So there we are. And it's the highest they're going to get in any table. So. <laughs> <coughs> Thank you very much. Very good. Uh, very good. Now, Rich, uh, you've been buying shirts, I trust, recently. What have you been snapping up of late? <laughs> have I not? Have I, have I been buying shirts? Or have I been buying shirts? I've been buying shirts. Um, yes, I have. I, I've got quite a, a ridiculous amount coming in at the moment. I, I seem to be sort of managing to find some bargains left, right and centre. Um, so I've been snapping up some. And I, I put one on, on a Facebook group yesterday that um, I had a shirt that um, looks, it basically looks like it's a Hummel half and half shirt. But it's not. It's someone's sort of Ooh. copying of that. It was by a company called Sala, which I believe is a, a, a German company. Um, and it's, it's, it's quite interesting. It's basically a yellow and blue version of, of the uh, Denmark 86 kit. But the, the left-hand side of where the badge would be uh, is actually solid yellow. It's not actually two different shades of yellow. Oh, but right. it looks like it is because the blue stripes from the back of the shirt are sort of showing through a bit so it's it's yeah. but it's so it's like a kind of cheaper version of it so i got a couple of those um and some other things and i've just been looking at sort of limited edition shirts i did finally manage to get one of the denmark euro 92 tribute shirts with the number on it which Ooh. is the one um with the number where it's made up of all the players names and the, the coach um mm-hmm. so when that comes through because uh, that's on its way from um unisport.com uh, at the moment, from which I believe is in Brondby, uh, based, and so when that arrives, I shall post some pictures on Twitter and and Facebook, um, because I'm very much looking forward to that. That's, that's a very nice kit. Uh, mm. Although a lot of people have moaned about the fact that it hasn't got the sort of horrible stripes on the sleeves, um, mm. but to me that's a good thing because that's <laughs> hideous. Um, yes. So yeah, so I've, yes, and I'm, I'm I've been looking into for book three. I'm looking into actually potentially publishing it properly, um, not through mm-hmm. a particular publisher, but like self-publishing rather than doing it the usual way I do, where I sort of try and fish around for vouchers for photo books and do that. So um, if everything comes together, it might actually be bigger than the last two, uh, if mm-hmm. not physically in size, uh, but certainly have more pages. So I'm, I'm currently looking into that and just sort of doing costings. But like I say, I'm not rushing with that. I'm, I'm looking to do that sort of probably towards the end of the year when I actually get it to come out. So you can have it as a Christmas present. That would be nice, wouldn't it? It will. Yeah. Very yes, indeed. So. Um, this just in, by the way, I have actually found out a bit more about Roby. The uh, the spot it, only only the Wikipedia page, which is in Dutch, and I've translated it. Basically, just like if anyone actually cares at this late stage of the podcast, uh, it's a company that was founded. It's a Dutch company, uh, Roby Sportswear, uh, founded in 1947. Um, uh, in the 80s, several football teams were sponsored, like Sparta Rotterdam, Heracles Almelo, FC Groningen, Groningen. Um, and, uh, yeah, a few other teams, Willem II, um, Rhoda Kerkrada, I think is how you pronounce it. So they've been around for a while. We just, for some reason, the name has never quite crossed the English channel, uh, into our, um, day to day. Yeah, I don't know where that sense of this is going, but, um, anyway, so it's, you can find out about it. If you go to robysportswear.com, you can, Fill your boots, and indeed probably buy some of their boots as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there we go. Um, now, uh, any other business? Um, uh, some of my designs are, have been launched recently on Beyond the Last Man. Some of the sort of designs I've done for the Lost Champions series, which is still going on. I think in the last 24 hours, the Austria kits have been launched on there. So 
beyondthelastman.com. If you look for Lost Champions Austria, you'll see some of my designs there. Uh, also, I think since the last podcast, I've finally relaunched uh, the Kiplist website with a slightly more polished kind of look and a few sort of uh, uh, improved sort of navigation menu and bits and pieces like that. So feel free to have a browse. I'm always uh, adding new kits there, uh, illustrations on there, as I have done during the last week or so. Um, other than that, uh, I think that's probably everything. I think that's probably everything we've dealt with. So it probably just leaves you to, uh, to, to find out how to contact us should you wish to do so. Um, our website, www.thefootballattic.com is where you can download the podcast as well as iTunes. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash footballattic. It's facebook.com forward slash thefootballattic. And if you want to drop us an email, uh, that's always good as well, particularly if you want to subscribe to the crib sheet. Admin at thefootballattic.com is the address you're looking for there. And as ever, we uh, strongly urge you to support uh, your mental health charity of your choice or depression charity in your part of the world. If you're in the UK, we suggest Mind UK, but there are others we don't mind. But feel free to give them a small donation if you can, because they're doing tremendous work. And it's a, it's a, it's a cause, as I say, that uh, Rich and I strongly uh, back and support. Uh, so uh, there you go. There's a little plug for uh, mental health charities. Right. Um, Rich, I think we're all done. It's about how long are we? Going? Is an hour and a half ish. Yes, no, that's about all right. half of the course these days. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of news to catch up on. You know, we can't apologise for that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll stop releasing kits. You know, then. Yeah, we just. I mean, like, give us a break. Um, anyway, uh, thank you very much indeed for listening, everyone. We hope you'll join us again about two weeks from now. But until then, from myself and from Rich Johnson, it's goodbye to you all. Goodbye from him and me. Thank <laughs> you.